on the block on demand. Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 games this year. Okay? Not 10. Two seconds and one. It's 10 wins in a row for the Crunch. It's the biggest upset in the Carrier Dome in more than 30 years as the Orange hold off the defending national champions. They beat Clemson. The Bills make me want to shout. McCoy in the backfield takes the handoff, runs up the middle, breaks a tackle. He's inside the 10, cuts to the left, into the end zone. Buffalo wins. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Somebody in Vegas told them they were going to win by 20. They look at the positive side of things once in a while instead of the negative all the time. This is On the Block. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, ESPN Radio, Utakaro. Oh, what's happening, Mohawk Valley? Great to have you on board today. Maybe you're listening on the ESPN app. That's cool. Perhaps you have Alexa, and you could tell Alexa to enable the ESPN Syracuse skill on your Alexa app, and then you can tell, hey! Alexa, play ESPN Syracuse. Playing ESPN Syracuse, however you're listening today. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. If you'd like to participate in the show, this is a Democratic radio program. We offer all voices to give us the hot takes on the program today. That's hot. 437-7644, Brent Axe Media on Twitter. The text line is 288-0644. You are welcome to join the conversation as always. We've got a few guests that will join us today. Adam Kaufman right here in this hour, the Syracuse grad, now working at WBZ in Baston as we check in on your Boston Red Sox up one nothing on the Los Angeles Dodgers and the World Series! It got out of here in a heartbeat. A three-run homer into the first row above the monster down the line. And Boston now leads 8-4. to four. Alex Cora can do no wrong. Alex Cora, to steal a phrase from a popular website whose uh, founder and current editor we have on this program, often Alex Cora is an absolute magician. Every move he makes turns to gold. It is fantastic. You know who won the Mega Millions, even though he was in Massachusetts last night and the winner came from South Carolina? Alex Cora, because Alex Cora wins everything these days. So we'll talk some Red Sox. Dodgers game two tonight. Adam Kaufman will join us from WBZ in Boston. It is Wednesday, every Wednesday in the five o'clock hour during Syracuse football season. We get drippy. We bring in our buddy Julian Wiggum. He talks football with us. He'll have a lot of things to say on DeVito versus Dungey. The difference is he knows what he's talking about. He watches the film. He knows it from a player perspective. He's had some great stuff on Twitter on this, some great video breakdown. I thought he had some very insightful analysis last night on our Orange Nation television show, which you should watch Tuesdays at 7 o'clock on News Channel 9. And he will bring that insight to this program today. Always look forward to that. We will also check in with our friend Lauren Brownlow from 99.9 The Fan 
in Raleigh. She was at ACC Media Day today, which we will discuss a little bit here at the top of the hour. But uh, certainly Syracuse NC State in our mind to get a, a Wolfpack perspective. We know about Ryan Finley. We know they can run the football. We know they're very good at stopping the run. What do we need to know about NC State that perhaps we don't? What are they saying about the great quarterback debate down there? And what has Dave Doran said about having to prepare for two quarterbacks? Which, again, I just don't think is that big a deal. Like, everybody that is out there, well, he's got to prepare for two quarterbacks. Uh, so that involves what? A little more film study? Like, they were going to do it anyway. The tactical advantage that Dino has in this game if he named the starter or not, is you got another quarterback loom in there that you better be ready for. Thanks, Brent. You're welcome, Coach. Don't forget that Dino will join us uh, tomorrow, every Thursday here on the block, presented by our friends at Empower Federal Credit Union. So we are looking forward to that. So three great guests today. We'll hear from you. We'll do hot takes as usual. Uh, two things I have to share, though, with you here at the top of this radio program. First of all, um, I, I, my mind is blown right now because – I have just learned that what I thought the lyrics to the Mr. Mr. song Kyrie have been for years are not even close. And I know that's a very random thought. This happens when Paulie and I are in the office together and a song comes up in, in our 80s YouTube rotation and we're singing it together. And I'm like, is he really singing that? And then I start Googling things and, you know, after 10 minutes of a complete waste of time, we go to Wikipedia, Rick DiIulio. And we say, what's the deal? And Rick just schooled both of us on this, as Rick tends to do. Rick's the master of this stuff. So my mind's a little fried right now because what I thought was one thing is now another. Okay, I, I thought I took the blue pill, but I took the red pill. The other thing I've got to say is, listen, not to be that guy that talks about the weather, but I'm going to be that guy that talks about the weather. Can it just freaking snow, please? And I know some of you don't want to hear that right now. But you know what? When it's like this, and it's 43 and cold, it's not even november and We're not even there yet. At least if it was November, we could cue up the Guns N' Roses. I know the lyrics to that song. In the cold november rain. At least it's november rain, But it's not even that. It's October. It's like just snow. Either snow or be like in the 50s. Like this is miserable. I went to Channel 9 last night. There's my boy Jim Teske getting his, you know, forecast together, and I see all the Doppler radar stuff, and it's just 40, rain, 42, rain, 44, rain. I'm just, it just snow. Can it just snow, please? Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, so had to get that off my mind. You know, when I woke up today, many of you have a morning routine, right? You get up, have a cup of coffee, maybe you watch the Today Show. Watch Sports Center, or you, everybody has a morning routine, right? I certainly do, you do, and you kind of go about your day. Now, I know it's normal for you to get up, stretch, work out, have a cup of coffee, have a nice glass of orange juice and some cereal and a bagel and say, Well, honey, um, now don't forget, we got to pick up our kids at soccer, and you're, you're going to pick up, okay, so you're going to do that. And then Jim Beheim is going to tweet at LeBron James, and then I'll pick up dinner. And then, wait, go back a minute. Yes, of course, when you woke up today, it was right there on your to-do list. It was on your agenda. Wednesday, don't forget to take the garbage out, and Jim Beheim and LeBron James were going to tweet each other. Yeah, that happened today. 
or should I say Jim Beheim and Pete Moore tweeted LeBron James today. And what it stemmed from is today's ACC Media Day, and our friend Lauren Brownlow will join us from, I believe she's still in Charlotte at ACC Media Day, so uh, she had a, a boots-on-the-ground perspective on this that she can give us. But Darius Baisley came up. A media day, as you know, is just it's it, it, it's a free-for-all. It's an all-you-can-eat buffet for people like me that work in the media. Like last week, I went to Syracuse Basketball Media Day, and it was great because you had access to every player, and I asked them goofy questions, and I learned about the drip, and I learned about lit, and I, it just it was a very educational experience for me, right? But it's the one day, like, everybody's just loose and... They're willing to talk about anything, and you can get some great stuff that you can use for, like, the next three weeks. It's beautiful, right? So this is the ACC media day. All the coaches are there. So you have the programs like Duke and North Carolina and Syracuse that have high expectations on them. You have the FBI trial going on today. There was news about that today, by the way, which uh, you heard Seth mention in the update. They essentially found that the schools were the victims in this case, which – Good job. Yeah. Nice. Good job. Way to go. So, of course, all that was on the table. And then, you know, Darius Baisley gets that $1 million uh, internship, I guess you would call it. So, naturally, since Darius Baisley was going to go, well, let's see, that was Syracuse and Jim Beheim's here and all the national media that covers college basketball is there. I mean, you just knew what was coming here, right? So as our friend Mike Waters, who was there, writes, the NBA's recent initiative to offer $125,000 contracts to high school players who wish to skip college and play in the G League is the subject of great discussion at the ACC's annual media day here at the Spectrum Center Wednesday, said John Swafford, commissioner of the ACC, quote, I think we'll have to see from a practical standpoint how it works. I certainly don't have a problem with it at all. From a collegiate perspective, I think it gives another avenue that a young person can take if he so chooses. Jim Beheim saying, quote, the NBA is a business. The NBA is going to act in their best interests. I like Adam Silver. I like the players. They're going to do whatever is best for the NBA and their franchises. They must feel that this is a good thing for their franchises. Now, of course, Beheim, as we got down the road a little bit, started to doubt this a little bit because originally Darius Baisley left to go to the G League then backed out of that, now has this $1 million internship at New Balance, and he can make up to $14 million if he reaches certain incentives and believes he'll be a draft pick in the upcoming 2019 NBA draft. Beheim saying this as well, quote, why would you want your franchise to have a young kid that you're working with developing, and at the end of the year he gets drafted by one of your rivals and is going to play for that team? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Now let's stop right there for a minute because Beheim's right. That's what made this whole Baisley thing so intriguing. Was he that much of an electric talent that you'd be willing to take him into your team? And most, not all, but most G League teams have an association with NBA teams. Develop him, give him coaching, professional guidance, and then say, okay, yeah, have good luck wherever you go. It's not with us. You're good, like, you know, like let's just say for argument's sake, he's on the Knicks G League team and he gets drafted by the Portland Trailblazers and, well, you know, good luck over there. Thanks for the memories. Like, that never made sense. And I think that's what Rich Paul, who happens to be LeBron James' agent, which led to the Bayheim lebron tweeting today, which was all in good fun, by the way. That's what led to this whole thing and where we're at now and maybe why the G League wasn't the best path. 
So there was plenty discussed there. Beheim also saying, quote, who's re- going to really want to go there, this of the G League? We had a kid who thought that way, and now he's realized that's not such a good way to go. So why is it better? So where the tweet came from was funny because Beheim was asked about this, and he said, quote, I thought LeBron did a nice job helping his client. It's LeBron's client, you know. It was nice of him. So that was, of course, the typical Bayheim humor, a little snark, a little laugh, but things look different in print, if you will, digital print, in tweets, when you've got reporters, Jeff Goodman in this case, tweeting that. So LeBron James <laughs> sends out a tweet that says, so James becomes aware of this. He quote tweets Jeff Goodman, quote tweeting, for those of you not familiar, it's basically you just take the, the tweet and then you add your own comment above it. And he says, oh, they big mad. That's LeBron. So Bayheim later, and again, uh, I think we all know it wasn't Bayheim. at least he like dictated it to somebody to tweet it for him, said, not me. I'm happy for him. I wish him the best. So like I said, when you woke up today, they said, okay, uh, let's, you just make sure when you get home, you got to bring the garbage cans in. And uh, so, okay, we're having lasagna for dinner. That's great. Don't forget, we got to take the dog to the vet tomorrow. And LeBron and uh, Jim Beheim are going to tweet each other. I know that was, that was, so you could check that off your list. That got taken care of. Don't forget about the dog tomorrow. Okay. And don't forget to bring the garbage cans in. I do that all the time. I'll be watching the World Series tonight. Damn, garbage cans, right? Uh, speaking of the World Series, Nurse Ratchet, you mind putting on the World Series? Adam Kaufman, WBZ in Boston, is going to join us here in just a few minutes. Game two. Now, every button that Alex Cora has pushed for the Red Sox has turned to gold. Every move he's made has worked. And you start to doubt some of them. And I'm really wondering if he's going to, I'm going to ask Adam about this coming up, if he's going to pull the trigger on Mookie Betts playing second base when the series shifts to Los Angeles. And I will also say this, and by stating it out loud, I'm jinxing myself here, but I am rooting for the Dodgers to win a game, whether it's tonight or game three. And the reason for that is I do not want the Red Sox going for the World Series championship Saturday night while Syracuse football is playing NC State at the same time. Okay, I do not have a big attention span. I can only concentrate on one thing at once. So please do not make me, and I know what you can do. You put on two TVs or you put the iPad on one and the game on the other. Brent doesn't have that kind of attention span. Okay, not only that. I mean, this will be the Red Sox going for the World Series championship. Don't make me watch both of those things. I can't do it. So whether it's tonight or tomorrow, I will not openly root for the Dodgers to win, but let's just say I wouldn't be too upset. And that's what you get, one game. I said Red Sox and six. I'd be happy to live with that. Okay, so just don't ruin my Saturday night. i got to watch both at the same time anyway, so don't make it for the World Series. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, i here to update us on the Doings on the stock market today. Always a pleasure to welcome Lee Baldwin on the program for Diamonds and Dogs. Lee, how are you, bud? Good. How you doing, Axe Man? I'm doing great. We're up a game. I just nice. Hope... So I, I, I'm sure you, you caught the back end of that conversation there. I've got to watch both games Saturday night anyway. I'm just kind of hoping like one of those is not for the World Series title. 
<laughs> because I can't concentrate. Like I've got to watch the SU game like that. I actually have to watch that, and I have to focus on it. And you know, like that's like work. Just so, be careful. Sometimes you get what you wish I for. Oh, so, so I, I wish for the Dodgers to win again. <laughs> A game, one game. That's it. Boom. And make it fun, right? So bring on the genie, and I'll get my three wishes. And <laughs> I only have one because someone won the Mega Millions last night. So I'm out. There. I'm done with that. And you don't want to look at the market today either. I feel a little like John Mara today. Like things aren't going the way we planned. <laughs> oh so. no. Yep. Oh no. What's the deal today, Lee? Well, we've had some selling. We opened up a little higher, but we kind of selling begat selling, and we did. We were down about six hundred points on the Dow, and and that's with our diamond today was Boeing, which was up five dollars, was up ten earlier. So if you take Boeing out of it, it could have been a little worse. I hate to say it, but. Nice. Uh, um, and for dogs of the day, you can really take your pick today, but AT&T had its worst day in several, several years, down two do- over $2, 267 So um, tomorrow's another day. So, Lee, if I won the Mega Millions, right, <laughs> and I got $900 million in my pocket, like how much of that should I put into the stock market? And, you know, today's not a good day to have this conversation, but, you know, you know how these things work. It bounces back, and generally it evens out. So if right. I came to you and said, all right, Lee, I got 900 mil right here, baby. How much are we investing? And 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 not knowing your whole situation, but today might have been a good day, yeah. right? So, uh, you know, up. things are a little cheaper. But uh, <laughs> I'll work with you on that, but there it all go. depends. The markets, you know, go up over time. So we like the odds. I think it's something like 64 out of 100 trading days, the market's higher. So I go. like those odds. I like those odds. Too. There's some days where it doesn't work out, too. So that's part of the game. There you go. Some days you're Han Solo and you say, never tell me the odds. There you go. <laughs> Exactly. Lee, thanks as always, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Brent. Lee Baldwin, LeeBaldwin.com. He's got offices in Casanova and Utica. Stop on in and ride out that portfolio for more diamonds instead of dogs. Yeah, we're kind of dogging it this week, but Lee will help you balance things out, see the big picture, and make sure those stocks are doing you right. We need to take a break. We will come back, talk some World Series with our friend Adam Kaufman, David Price, with the ball in his hands tonight. Remember what I was saying about the Dodgers winning the game? Stay right there. You're on the block. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. You're on the block, ESPN Radio. It is presented by Verdict Toyota. Let's get to it, shall we? We've got some takes, a little warmer than usual. We do them every day about this time. They are presented by our good friends at the Press Room Pub, the number one sports entertainment venue in central New York. Hit me with the fancy open. We've got a hot one for you. Oh, you're hot. Why, thank you. So are you. And I'm not afraid to cry. So hot. So hot and hot. Man, it's hot. How hot is it? It's so hot, I poured McDonald's coffee in my lap to cool off. (laughs) It's time for Hot Takes on the Block. So today, in college basketball news, not only are Jim Boeheim and LeBron James tweeting each other, no, seriously, that happened. So the FBI trial came to an end. And the situation with the FBI trial is they were found guilty on all counts. The government was arguing that the schools were actually the victims in this case. Now, remember, there's another trial that's upcoming in April against former assistant basketball coaches, one of them being Tony Bland, who used to play 
right here at Syracuse, of course, before transferring out. And, you know, I'm just going to give you a little bit more on this story. And we're kind of trying to figure out what it means. I think I know what it means. But uh, for Mark Schleybaugh, jury Wednesday convicted the three defendants accused of pay-for-play schemes to influence high-profile basketball recruits to attend Kansas, Louisville, and NC State. Now, you remember one of the main names in the story has been James Gatto, who is an Adidas employee, former Adidas consultant Merrill Code and Christian Dawkins, a former runner for NBA agent Andy Miller, were all found guilty after a three-week criminal trial in federal court in New York. Gatto, Code, and Dawkins were accused of felony charges of wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud by paying money from Adidas to the families of recruits to ensure they signed with Adidas-sponsored schools and then with the sneaker company and certain financial planners and agents once they turned pro. The jury found Gatto guilty on all three counts, while Code and Dawkins were found guilty on two. Uh, One of Gatto's attorneys said he would appeal the verdict. Their sentences will be determined by federal sentencing guidelines. See, and this is what, when this all broke, when you looked at it, you said, this, this is federal. This is, the, this is the FBI. I wish to talk to the FBI. So we'll see what those sentences are, but they go by federal guidelines. Now remember, let's go back a little bit here. Amongst the allegations, the men were accused of conspiring to pay $100,000 from Adidas to Brian Bowen's father to influence him to sign with Louisville in the summer of 2017. Gatto, the sneaker company's director of global sports marketing for basketball, there's a title, also was accused of conspiring with a former Adidas consultant, T.J. Gasnola, to pay $90,000 to former Kansas prospect Billy Preston's mother and another $20,000 to current Jayhawks player Silvio DeSouza's guardian. Jayhawks coach Bill Self today said DeSouza, a sophomore, would be withheld from competing till quote, We can evaluate and understand the new information. So they were found guilty, and essentially the schools were found to be the victims here. And this is why you're hearing about the G League throwing 125 grand over here, and Darius Baisley can have a $1 million internship over here, because the players that are going to get that offer, we're talking about, what, 12 to 15 elite players? There's still going to be plenty of prospects like this that, They're going to see this, and they're not going to care. What are you going to do for me? What kind of money can you slip me? What kind of benefits can you give me? Because the NCAA has this system set up that basically makes you, you're just, you know, free labor for them. You can't profit off your likeness. You can't make any money at all. And this is the part where they get a scholarship. Yeah, but that's all they get. Meanwhile, the school is using their likeness. They're putting their image on all sorts of things, and making all kinds of money off them, the primary thing being the billions of dollars. Say it with me, Coach. Billion dollars. That comes from the CBS deal to broadcast the tournament. Now, Jim Beheim chimed in on this today, amongst other things, of course, saying, quote, I could be naive, but I've been in college basketball for 43 years, and I've never been asked for money, and I've never asked anybody to give anybody money. Bayheim said, echoing statements from Roy Williams and Mike Krzyzewski, quote, it's very damaging what's happened, and that's not good for college basketball. So Bayheim coming right out, putting it on the record, and I believe him, by the way, that he has never given money nor asked anybody to give anyone money. I absolutely, positively believe that. 
I never had a worry because when this came up, people were saying, oh, is Syracuse involved? And I said, no, and you never know anybody truly. You always have to keep a window open and be somewhat skeptical. But from everything I've ever heard, Bayheim doesn't play that game and wouldn't play that game. And, you know, you, there's stories about Stefan Marbury and things that were circulating. And if it did happen, Bayheim, it did not come from Bayheim. And see, this is where I think it might sound naive here. But there are certain elements to the Rick Patino story that I think he probably didn't know about. It's called plausible deniability. It's one of those do what you got to do, just don't tell me what it is kind of things, right? But Rick Patino has lost the benefit of the doubt. So if, in fact, he is not guilty of certain things, he's guilty of these other things, and they all kind of mesh together, right? So here we have another start of a season where everybody is, there's trials and people are being found guilty and all these things. And what will happen is the season will start. We'll watch the games. The tournament will come. We'll fill out our brackets and no one will care. That's what's happening. And these stories, while certainly have been put out there more, the federal sentences that will come from this, like, yeah, so those guys will get nailed. But do you really think this is all going to stop? And if the NBA eliminates the one-and-done rule, and let's not forget that's an NBA rule, it will help ease some of this. The G League money will help ease some of this. Million-dollar internships <laughs> will help ease some of this. But it, you know, there will always be this underbelly of corruption. There will always be families that will say to a coach, what are you going to do for me? What are you going to do for my kid? You're going to bring my kid in there and exploit him for the next four years? Well, guess what? What are you going to do for me? Billion dollars. I hope you got that much money, Coach. That's hot. The New York Giants continue to be white hot in the trade market. Their second defensive starter traded in the last two days. This time it's Damon Harrison, who's under contract for the next two seasons. One of the best run stoppers in the league. ESPN's Jordan Renan says the feeling around the NFL is that the Giants are open for business. And anyone can be had. Maybe accept Odell Beckham Jr. because you just signed him that big fat contract, which was for how much, Coach? Billion dollars. Not quite, but nice, nice try. It was a lot of money, though. The Giants are definitely open for business. This is what you do. This is how you rebuild. The Giants are what four and twenty. In their last 24 games, and had it not been for the Cleveland Browns, would be the absolute worst team in that stretch. Eli Manning can't play anymore. There's hope with Saquon Barkley. You have Odell Beckham Jr. You went all in on that. So here you are, Dave Gettleman, just trying to cut bait of anything that came before you, which is all of it, right, because he took over this team. But we went over the list of guys he got rid of yesterday, Jason Pierre-Paul and Justin Pugh. And, you know, basically you're doing everything you can to separate yourself from the prior era and put your own mark on this. But the biggest decision you made there, and if anybody can be had, does anybody want Eli Manning? Like, there was a time when Eli, you could have gotten something for it on the trade market. Now you're not going to get bupkis for Eli Manning. and you got to ride that out or bench him or just kind of hope that ends gracefully and after this season. But if you're looking to trade, if you're looking to make a move, the Giants are fully open for business here. No team, it can be argued, is more open for business in the NFL at the trade deadline, which is coming up next week, than your New York football giants. So That's hot. Giant fans, you're welcome to join me in the uh, emotionally divorce yourself from a football season. Uh, you know, 
Come come sit right next to me and, and just stare aimlessly at the screen while your favorite football team plays. The Bills make me wanna shout. Speaking of the Bills, the uh, Denver Broncos have released Chad Kelly. And before we go any further, no Bills fans, they should not sign Chad Kelly. That's just dumb. Just because he's Jim Kelly's nephew, stop. Stop. But we don't know. But what about no? But Nathan Peterman, no. Stop it. Dumb. Kelly was arrested yesterday for criminal trespassing. He made an appearance in court this morning. Uh, he's now been kicked off of a high school college and cut from an NFL roster. So congratulations to Chad Kelly. You hit the bingo. Uh, Kelly was found in a couple's house just after 1 a.m. holding their young child and, quote, mumbling incoherently, according to court records. So thankfully nothing worse happened than that. But certainly some kind of substance affected behavior, I would say, coming back from Vaughn Miller's Halloween party, right? Think about that, though. Can we go back to that stat? He was kicked off a high school college and now cut from an NFL roster. Now that, what do you call that? There's, there's like a term when you've won a Tony, an Emmy, an Oscar, and another award, right? What is Seth, can you look that up for me? Is there a football version of that? There's not a way to, like, line this up. You can call it, like, the HSC NFL, the hesco Nafol Award. I don't even know. So what's that award called if you win all those things? You're talking about the EGOT. The EGOT, yes. yes. So the Emmy, the Oscar, the Grammy, and the Tony. There you go. He has the football version of the EGOT. He's been cut from his high school, college, and now an NFL football team. All for behavior-related yeah, issues. Are, these are bad things. Yes. The EGOT is all They're all good, good things. things. So what's the EGOT like version that's a bad what if you win all the, we'll what if you win all the joke awards? If you win all like the joke awards, yeah. What's the like? It's like a, the Razzie, yeah. You know what's the football Razzie? Are there four different Razzies that we could throw together? And but can we get them on like a indoor team and get them cut from that, just Ooh, so we can yes. add to it? Like just keep signing Chad Kelly and finding a way to cut him because he's mumbling incoherently, holding your young child. Okay, what? The guy is drunk. Let's break on that note. Julian Wiggum's going to join us in studio. He'll set the matter straight on Dungy versus DeVito and all things Syracuse football. We'll also check in with our friend Lauren Brownlow next hour, not only on NC State, but she was at ACC Basketball Media Day where a lot of hijinks and tomfoolery were taking place, I'm sure. We'll discuss it all coming up. You're on the block. Thank you. Bye-bye.